0: So I'm just now getting started in the podcast world. But if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will actually distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. To get started, download your Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, A N C H O R.fm to get started. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted one-on-one podcast. And I have a very, very special guest today, a reunion that's um, a certain amount of years overdue, I guess you would say uh we won't we won't say how many years but um let me let my guest introduce herself and we will go from there
1: this is crazy <laughs> right
0: yes it is absolutely it's so crazy yes
1: Erin. thank you for inviting me to your unscripted podcast i can't tell you how happy i am just to see your face <laughs> and um be here today for real um yeah, so what was the question you asked? I'm sorry. I'm still distracted. Who are, distracted you? Your face. Ooh, who are okay, you? Oh, wow, we're going to go there. Okay, so do you feel a little nervous?
0: You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Just yeah, tell us who you, you are. A all? <laughs> What's that? Okay, I got
1: to get back to that. Do you feel nervous at all?
0: A little bit, but I've done a couple of these. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not my first it's rodeo. It's so <laughs>
1: surreal to me. Like I've known you for thirty plus years, you know.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
1: So it's good to see you, my friend. See
0: you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who are you again?
1: (laughs) Okay. So back to that. (laughs) Who am I? I'm a mom sitting in a minivan, absolutely, waiting for my fish to come out of swim practice. Um, and I guess we all play a whole bunch of roles in our lives. So some of the roles, I guess, if I'm gonna introduce myself that I have played um, is uh, a nurse, I'm a retired critical care nurse, I'm a stay-at-home mom now, I'm a homeschooling mom, that's crazy, an unexpected homeschooling mother and not pandemic uh, homeschooling mom, like uh, eight years of being at home with my girls. I'm a mother
0: Wow. Yep.
1: of three teenage girls, three, I've got a, f- uh, f- oh, isn't that funny? You get nervous, 13, <laughs> 15, and 17 year old. So my oldest, like you, is getting ready to take off off for college, college. so we're in the throes of college applications, so stay at home mom, homeschool mom. I'm a wife uh, to Quinn, my husband, we've been married. We just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. I've known him for 32 years. Um, Met him at the draft house at Kent State University. (laughs) Teen night, he was 18, (laughs) I was 19. That's dancing awesome. like michael jackson <laughs> he had me yep, like this yes. you know there you go um yeah so married for 20 we just celebrated our 25th anniversary i live in raleigh north carolina which i know you were so close to coming down here
0: so close so close,
1: oh, <laughs> so close. um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at now i i uh graduated you know it's funny aaron when you, I was thinking about this because I watched some of your podcasts over the last couple days. And this morning I was real thoughtful listening to two of your interviews in particular, because I know this month, the reason why we're actually talking is because of breast cancer awareness month for October. And you kind of reached out if we were willing, you know, if we wanted to talk about our moms a little bit. And I was, it's funny. I didn't realize this, but you know, going back now, I mean, my mom, I'm still trying to introduce myself, but I'm already jumping ahead. Um, (laughs) Unscripted. (laughs) Sorry. That's what you do, right? It's It's absolutely perfect.
0: It's perfect. I love it. Okay. Yep.
1: So when my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer, it was in 19, uh, you know, I was 15 years old. Wow. So... I don't remember a lot of the specific details that I think you would remember as a young adult. Yeah. I have my story that I know as a 15 year old and how it affected me. But it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. I left Cleveland and I left Bedford Mm -hmm. as soon as I could.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it was so painful to be there.
0: Yeah.
1: After losing. My mom to breast yeah. cancer, yeah. and this is like the first time I feel like I didn't go to any of our high school. You know, I saw Darren Carter's uh-huh. interview, uh-huh. which was amazing yeah. <laughs> um, to hear what he has done with his life as yep. a young man. Um, and the two one six, you know, <laughs> I, I consider myself part of the two one six.
0: Always, you never leave right? it ever.
1: Bedford High School, go ever. go yep. BHS. Um. <laughs> But honestly, Erin, I feel like it was kind of like going back to all of that stuff that I Mm -hmm. felt like um, I kind of left. And we'll get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. Sure. Um, But yeah, so I lived as soon as I graduated from high school, which was in 88, I went to Kent State University, got my bachelor's in science and nursing met Quinn, my husband, we had a little short stint in New York, Virginia, and then we ended up living in Albuquerque, New Mexico for a really long time. Wow. Yeah. Where I practiced wow. as a critical care nurse. And, um, then we moved back, we moved back, moved back to the East coast to be near my husband's family. And I think I've shared with you before, um, you know, we made some different choices with taking our kids out of public school to homeschool them eight mm-hmm. years ago. And then we also, um, all made a decision as a family, uh, for a number of different reasons, uh, that we were going to modify a home in Raleigh to allow three of our families to multi-generational live wow. on a beautiful piece of property, uh, tucked away in Raleigh. Um, So I multi-generational live with my husband's family, his older sister, Nikki, and his parents. They just came home today from upstate New York, from their home up in New York, from being up there this summer. Um, You know, his dad's going to turn 88 this fall. He's amazing. And his mom. um, So we multi-generational live too. So a lot of things I couldn't have predicted that were going to turn out. But um, those are some of the roles I... Have played and I do play, um, but I would say maybe at my core I'm an enthusiast of life.
0: Absolutely, I
1: like being alive, Aaron. And your name is? Oh my God! I didn't say that. (laughs) My name is Vicky.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Vicky Mahi Takei. There you go. (laughs) There you go. I didn't say my name.
0: It's okay. <laughs> We're unscripted. Everybody knows who you are, especially those from Bedford will will know immediately.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't you love our class?
0: I do. I do. Don't you? So um, let me uh, let me bring everybody kind of up to speed. Um, so we this is a reunion, like I said, a certain amount of years overdue. Thirty for those keeping track at home. Um, we uh we were besties i guess you'd call them nowadays in high school um and then you know life happened we graduated and it happens to everyone and uh there was about uh i was thinking about it today 20 to whenever social media started uh was
1: after us
0: right and so there was a gap between when we graduated to when i guess facebook may have been our first connecting point uh, which, which—that's the great part about Facebook, and we can go on a whole yes. other podcast about all the bad things about Facebook. But uh, to be able to connect with people that you haven't seen in ages, and especially someone like yourself, which you know we were—we were very, very close. And so um, to be able to connect and uh, just see your beautiful family and that you're doing well, and um, all those things. So just so everybody's kind of up to speed, that's where uh, Vicky and I have been friends for many, many years. Uh, with a long vacation in between, just because of of life. Um, yep. And so to come out on the other side and and see, like I said, that you're doing so well was uh, was just awesome. And I'm thrilled for you. I've loved watching you and your family grow up. Your daily walks and the pictures that you take um, on Instagram. Um, so you know we keep in touch through through those social media platforms and those things. And um, so there's there's a lot of stories about. You know, we could tell the one about me. I never in four years, I never skipped school one time. I was the, the model son <laughs> until, until NXS was coming in concert and Vicky had to have tickets. And so I may have borrowed her car one day during lunch. <laughs> I might have skipped school and gone and got NXS tickets because I couldn't go. And And go. I couldn't go. I wasn't allowed to go because it was the devil, the devil's music. Um, So, and it may have been—I don't know—but in
1: excess of all bands, right, right. that we listened to. That's
0: right. I mean, they did have a song called "Devil Inside," but that's a whole other story. Whole other story. But um, so, Vicky was kind enough to get me a T-shirt, which I absolutely wore until it was cheesecloth. I mean, uh, I wore it every day, I think, because I wanted everybody to think I went to the concert because I wasn't allowed to go to the concert. Yeah. Um, and so so I wore it every day. Uh, wore it in college. I cut the sleeves off it after I graduated oh, college. Man. That thing was, I think it just finally disintegrated. Um, uh, but I love my, my NXS t-shirt and uh, and the story behind it was fun. So uh, uh, we, we had a lot of fun and, you know, some of the best memories um, are those eight, those days. And, and I think as you said, my invitation to you was, um, well, one, I, you know, even if we didn't talk about this, um, but my invitation to you was the memory of, you know, going through that in high school with you somewhat, um, knowing you as well as I did, and um, just knowing what this month means to everyone, so not to bring it down, but, but I know. Um, you know, I, I just thought for for, I didn't lose my mom that way, but I lost my mom, and so I know that's something we have in common, is that um you know my mom was it was probably 10 years ago so I, I was able to have her through high school and those things so I guess I just wanted to ask that like as someone in high school have that to walk through that season and as you said it was many many years ago so you know science was different um all those things were different but can you just share with this audience kind of what you walked through in that season as you as best you can remember and and, and let me pause real quick and I do this a lot that's why it's unscripted First of all, thank you. I don't know if y'all realize she's sitting in a van in a parking lot <laughs> down by the river, down by waiting, the river. On her, waiting on her daughter to come out of swimming. So yes. uh, thank you for taking time, finding time to jump on this um, and and be a part of this. And then also to, as you said, you you left that behind, you know, you, you left that story behind. And I, I, I mean, I'm in Columbus, so I'm not in Bedford anymore either. And I think we do that. But so thank you for one, being in a van down by the river, <laughs> and um, two, thank you for coming on and and maybe revisiting something that you've maybe kind of compartmentalized.
1: That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it, compartmentalized. And um, so, yeah, you know, Aaron, I was listening to some of your um, other people you had on to kind of hear their stories. And I listened to Leslie, I think Mm -hmm, was her name. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she was someone who I believe had been diagnosed maybe three years ago, had a double mastectomy. Um, And then you had a really uh, uh, fun spunky, Katie. uh, Katie. Mm -hmm. Um, And Katie is recently diagnosed with breast cancer. I think I wanna say maybe even like six to eight weeks ago. So very fresh diagnosis and just starting her her walk um, through uh, navigating breast cancer. And like you said, what a different time to be diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, When my mom was diagnosed, it was most certainly almost a death sentence. Mm. Um, And now, especially with early prevention, uh, people are living cancer-free even after being diagnosed with breast cancer. So very different time than what I experienced. Um, So I was thinking about that and I was like, what? perspective could I add to your podcast? Um, Mm -hmm. when your idea is to raise awareness for breast cancer and I, I will offer, I think the point of view of being a child of a parent who has breast cancer and, uh, specifically a daughter, um, of a mother who has breast cancer. And like I said, I was, you know, I was 15 years old when my mother was um, diagnosed, I believe. And like I said, some of it's a little like, when, I think when you're a teenager, your world is a little here. Sure. So I don't know if I have all of the details exactly correct, but um, in my world, the story goes that she was diagnosed. It was quick. Mm-hmm. It was quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a couple of journal entries of hers from a like a medication entry thing that she kept when she was sick, where we kept like, how much percus that we were giving her and pain medicine we were giving her. Um, wow. but it was quick. Um, I want to say within the time she was diagnosed from the time she passed away, it was probably about a year span mm. of time. It was yeah. very fast. And I think initially when she got diagnosed, um, it was, they thought all taken care of in her breast. Um, but it was actually it had metastasized to her liver Mm -hmm. and, um, other places. And I think once that happened, it was, um, very hard to have a chance to get rid of it. Um, so I was in the end of 10th grade when a lot of this was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember the summer of going into our junior year, Mm -hmm. uh, 1986. And I remember we had band camp and we had flag camp you know like I was in the auxiliaries I was a flagger um fun right good memories <laughs> um and I remember that summer um my mom was going under chemotherapy and I oh ugh. I remember uh being at band camp and uh do you remember uh Mr. Sullivan our mm-hmm. band teacher
0: yeah. yeah he was at our
1: reunion so, yeah, I had a phone call mm-hmm. um, to come get from like one of the places in the place where we were staying at Bandcamp. So I went up and I got the phone call, and it was my mom. And she said, uh, "Hey, I hope you know you're having fun." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's great. You know, Bandcamp's awesome." <laughs> and uh, she said, "I just want to let you know, I'm they're going to stop my chemotherapy. I just wanted to let you know that." And Erin in my really, really like naive mind, you know, I thought that was awesome. Mm. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, She's better. Yeah. She doesn't need the chemotherapy anymore. Yes. This was, was band camp in like July or August or something? It was before school started. Yes. Um, so I came home from band camp and Gina Miracle, I believe her and her mom dropped me off. That's another story. Dropped me off at um, home. And I came up the front steps and she was in the living room and there was a nurse there, um, uh, like a hospice nurse mm-hmm. didn't know what that was. Right. Mm. Um, and she took me outside to the back porch and, um, you know, she said, your mom, um, has chemotherapy therapy has been stopped. And I said, I know she called me and she told me that's awesome. And she's like, no. She's like, we've stopped, they're stopping all of these things because they're not helping. Mm -hmm. Um, and your mom has probably about, uh, two weeks to live. Uh, So now's the time that, you know, if you want to say anything, if there's anything you want to share with her, like now's the time that you do that. Um, and your mom couldn't tell you that. Um, so I'm telling you, um, and you know, Erin, she talked to me and my brother. She told me and my she told me and my little brother at the same time. I was fifteen, so he was probably eleven. Um, and you know, I remember going back in the house, and she was laying on the um, her bed, and we just wept, mm. we just cried and yeah. cried and cried, and um, and it went fast. Mm. It went really fast, um, and. I think as a child and now I'm 50 and I don't back away from my years at all, Aaron, I don't back away that it's been 34 years since my mom died. I don't back away that it's been 32 years since I met Quinn. Um, because when you lose a parent or you lose someone that young, I think you really quickly, develop an appreciation some people don't some people you know all of my siblings did not handle her death we didn't all handle it the same I mean grief is messy yeah
0: Yeah. grief
1: is messy absolutely and my stepdad handled it one way and my brothers handled it another way and my friends didn't you know bless my friends I mean here you are with other 15 and 16 year olds you know what do you do with that um And I feel like I look back on that time now, like as a 50 year old and I look back on that. Um, I think if I was gonna tell another person, like, you know, your one friend, she even said she was thinking about her husband when she was going through breast cancer. And you even said like, God, I can't believe you were thinking about your husband when you were going through this. Um, I think a lot of times that does happen that like the person who's fighting the fight or who Mm -hmm. is sick, They do get a lot of um, "Are you okay?" Here we are. You you know, there's a lot, and then you've got this collateral, the the collateral around Mm -hmm. them, and especially kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like children of people, especially mothers who are dying or have died or battling breast cancer, especially if they die, I think the grief. I I think you know what I wanted to come to be was like a voice for the child of yeah. the parent who's being yeah. who has, who you, you've lost you've lost your parent right and you truly I think become a breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. in a whole different way right. um I think from that moment um Erin you know it it really took two weeks before she died she died in September of mm-hmm. 86 and I was 15 yeah. and she would have been 43. Wow. Right. Wow. Right. Right. And I dealt with it the best I could,
0: yeah. you know,
1: and I look back on it now. And like I was saying, I look back on it now and I can appreciate as an adult now, kind of Darren was saying his 25 year old person is very different than his 50 year old person. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You get wiser, you know, right. you can see things and I can realize that what grief looks like. And like I said, grief is messy mm-hmm. and I can look back now on my high school days. And when I ran from Cleveland, I think part of that was pain. Yeah. I think uh, I didn't belong anymore. Yeah. I, I feel like I lost my family. Our family just fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a best friend, uh, Jenny. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't yeah. remember Jenny Way. Sure, absolutely. Um, Jenny Lombardo now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know her mom. People showed up. People showed up for me. Yeah. And she showed up, and she gave me a safe place to land yeah. um, for a few years to be safe. Yeah. Um, and get through college, and then launch off into my own my own life. That's awesome. Um, but I can look back on that now and I can recognize, you know, drinking mm-hmm. and certain behaviors that I participated in and, and I, I did as a teenager that I felt shame about for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Oh, you're getting me like going back there, man. <laughs> yeah. I I think now what I would say to a teenager, like I can look at if I was going to look back at me now, yeah. um, I would give her mm-hmm. a lot of grace and Absolutely. um you know, it was grief.
0: Yeah, it
1: was grief. It was yeah. looking for numbing of pain. I mean, yeah. it's a it the I would. It's such a grief is such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. No one is gonna be. No one's gonna escape it. Yeah. Um, it's um, and it never goes away. Like you know, you talk about these five stages of right. grief but man, I don't know about you, but it, it, it doesn't go orderly. No, it bounces. Yeah. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, and my life is amazing. Like it is better than I could have ever hoped for.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep.
1: But man, there was periods of time where it was not. Yeah. And it was hard. Yeah. Um, so being a breast cancer survivor, to me, as a child of a, of a mother who died,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I feel like as hard as it was, um, being a motherless daughter, mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah, yeah. And whether that's you lost your mom through breast cancer, or you've lost her because she isn't accessible to you,
0: right?
1: Maybe she's you know there's a lot of reasons why mothers check out from relationships Mm -hmm. um but that's a tough place to be um Mm -hmm. and as a as a person so you really have to find ways to care for yourself um, that you would hope that a mother would be able to do you know does that make sense
0: absolutely Uh, as and again I, I didn't lose my mom at that age or that way but, um, you know, I'm an adult. I was an adult when I lost my mom. But at the end of the day, it, I still lost my mom. And um, I, at some point, I think I wrote a post about I was just having a, a moment. And um, I wrote a post about sometimes a boy just needs his mom. Now yeah. I'm gone. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: um, you know, yeah. The, and it, it's it's no a, a, a daughter needs her mom. And yep you know, we, we place a lot of emphasis over the years. I've read a ton of books on dads, you know, and, yeah. and absent dads and how important the yeah. father is. And I'm not discounting that at all. I a hundred percent believe in that. And then I think one thing that you and I have both done as, as, as I've observed and, and appreciate and respect and I'm um, so proud of you for is we pour into our family. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think we both understand the importance of the mom and the dad role Um But, you know, there's days when you just need your mom and, and sometimes there's more days than others. And like you said, I'll be doing fine. And then sometimes you just get, it's like somebody hit you with a fish. (laughs) It's like, seriously, what just happened? I mean, you you can't pick up that phone anymore. You can't have that conversation. And um, I love what you said about being a survivor because you're the survivor. And I think people that walk through, whether it's a spouse, a, a, a child, a friend, a close friend, when you walk through someone going through cancer, you're not going through it. And, and, and I mean, no disrespect to those that are going through it. Yes. You said collateral. There is, um, you really feel everything they're feeling when you're close, you know, and I have another friend on who we lost a, a close friend about 10 years ago with, um, colon cancer. And, uh, same age. Our kids are the exact same age. Um, just, it was like looking in the mirror and yeah. I don't know that I'm ever going to be over that. Um, mm-hmm. It was tough and mm-hmm. there's just a void, but that was a question I was going to ask you. And I think you answered it somewhat is there has, it sounds like there's been people that, that that's what I always am, am amazed by. People have stood in the gap, whether mm-hmm. it's my my spouse, whether it's another mom, um, mm-hmm. whether it's a friend, um, it's just amazing how someone always seems to stand in the gap as best they can but at the end of the right. day you never want to replace that void um, and it sounds like that happened for you did, so did you have someone stood in the gap for you through high school college and then as you launched into being the person that you are today is that is that fair
1: oh yeah yeah and um I call them my jedi council of women (laughs) uh yeah and i think um they have all showed up and they've all been like uh i wrote this on one of my blog posts um it it, they they all were like jedis of different parts of my being Mm -hmm. jedis of my heart jedi of um the soul uh jedi of motherhood like yeah they've all shown up at different times um to kind of try to, like you said, the best they can. And I don't think they ever did it intentionally. Mm-hmm. They were just there um, to help me um, move forward, move forward. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I have, um, I have a handful of women that, and I think one of the cool things, I don't know if this has happened to you. Um, I, I find it really helpful when you can find someone about 10 years ahead of you. Yeah. Because they can kind of give you that wisdom that you're trying, like right now you've got teenagers, you've got Mm -hmm. daughters that are, you're a girl dad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. 100%. -hmm.
0: Um,
1: You know, it's nice when there's someone that's ahead of you enough that can look back at your shaky little scared being and say, it's all going to be all right. Right. Like what you're worrying about. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. Like really if they're here, if they're alive, if they're healthy, even if they're not healthy, if they're here, (laughs) it's all okay. It's all going to be all right. You know, I think the, the gift when you have a parent die at a young age is that you very quickly learn, um, not to sweat the little things Mm -hmm. so much, um, that things will, that you can just about handle anything Mm -hmm. and becoming a survivor. Um, I became very, uh, self-reliant um I became very independent I took care of myself Mm -hmm. um and I don't think I really grieved hard because I was so um in that like survival mode like where am I gonna sleep what am I gonna eat how am I gonna pay for myself like even going to college like picking my major I guess I would say it's funny talking to you about this her death when she died um I'm 50 now And it still impacts and is infusing everything I do, like every decision I make it, it, like any of us, our story leads our way, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever our story is. I mean, it's so beautiful the way you get all these unscripted people (laughs) just telling their story. Yeah. Cause man, isn't it awesome to hear an ordinary story?
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. And they're around us every day, you know, and and, and that's the beauty of this thing is, and I don't know how long it'll go, but there's never going to be a run out of stories. I could probably no. just knock on my neighbor's door and say, "Hey, come over yes. and tell me your story. I mean, and, and, and yes. especially in the time that we're in, it's so negative and everything else um, it's good just to hear stories. And so I, I don't know if anybody's listening to this. I don't know if anybody gets anything out of it. I'm loving it because one, I get to catch up with friends uh, that I haven't yeah. seen in, in a long, long time. And two um, it's just good for my soul. Uh, it's it's good to talk to someone else who, who lost their mom and that, um, understands that void that, that is left. I, Vicki, I can't imagine. Um, I mean, I, you know, I went off to college, um, and I did what people do when they go off to college, but it wasn't because I lost my mom. It was because I just needed to grow my wings and and find my way. And it took, I don't even know if I've still found my way. (laughs) (laughs) At least I try to think I tried to a little bit, but, um, you know, and that was with my mom at home. Um, you know, I can't imagine at that age. And, I, and the funny thing is, I don't remember what I remember about you the most is, is first of all, we just, you know, we just hit it off. And
1: it's so much fun. Yeah.
0: So, much fun. Um, so, but, and I, I just, I remember your maturity, you know, and I, it, like you said, you, you hit the fast forward button. I think you had to, you didn't have a choice. It was almost a survival right. mode for you. Um, but I just, you know, cause I'm not the most mature person in the world. Uh, still, but um, you know, surrounding myself with people that are mature, and so I think that's where we had a, a great connection. Was you know, you you were mature and and solid and um, just grounded. Uh-huh. It's you know I mean? so
1: funny to hear you say the word solid with me in high school. I would not have used that <laughs> adjective. I love it. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: No, truth. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, and grounded, I think is another uh, word. That I, and and uh, I, think, I don't know if you heard another one of the, again, I, not promoting my own, but yeah. talked about a, an anchor and a sail and how his wife was the anchor and he was the sail and how you need both. You need yeah you need a sail to pull the anchor a little bit, but mm-hmm, you need to mm-hmm. keep the sail in place that Was so mm-hmm. good, and it was so true about uh, you know my own spouse Heather, and and um, really just a lot of people in my life that have because mm-hmm. I'm known as the king of restless, so <laughs> the more people I can have, better anchors. I need a lot of anchors, um, yeah, but, um, you know, I think that that even in at a young age in high school, I think you know, um, that's what you you provided as in our friendship too. So I I I, I know this has not been something that is probably easy to go back and visit. I don't I don't want to. I don't often sit around and talk about it either, you know. Yeah. Um, honor my mom, but at the same time, you know, it just—I don't like you said—I don't think you compartmentalize it. But it doesn't take much once you open that box to to really go go to places that. Oh yeah. You know, I don't think you ever get over it. Like I love what you said no. about five stages of grief, and I don't know that there's one that you ever check that box and say I'm good. No. Pass the test. No. I'm good. No. I don't know if you have that. I don't. Yeah,
1: I think. Um, I agree with you totally, Aaron. And, you know, when I think back to when I was a kid, uh, who lost, um, a parent and, you know, out of respect for my family, um, because some of my family members are still alive and I, uh, just respect their privacy. You know, I was a lot like a lot of different eighties families. We had a lot of dysfunction in our house. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, When she died, you know, you felt like you lost everything, you know? Um, And like, even like you're talking about going to college, um, I remember being at picking my major and what I was going to do. And I went into nursing, um, which ended up being a phenomenal field for me. And I loved it. It was a perfect fit for me. It really was. It served me well. And I loved it. Um, but you know, I had a passion for dance hmm. and I did that too in college. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. and I think when you're in survival mode, mode, unfortunately you don't get the luxury of picking passion very often,
0: yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Um, so like if I had a friend or I was looking at a family or I knew someone who, um, had a mother that died from whatever,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not just breast cancer,
0: yeah,
1: whatever. The child that loses the parents is gonna need a lot of support, yeah. not just at the funeral, yeah, but like forever. Yeah. Cause there's a void there. Mm-hmm. Um right.
0: Right. Right. And I love what, I love the words you use and that's grace. I think, you know, knowing any child that has lost their parent, especially in high school that, you know, the, the some that we know, um, the, I, I think we got to give them grace, you know, yes. at the same time, you got to, you got to provide um, guardrails for them, ah. but in the same time, you got to give them a chance to run into that guardrail and you got to give yeah. them grace because I don't know that any of us who have not walked through it can understand what that child is walking through. Yes. I don't like um, that
1: quote, like um, be kind because everyone's fighting right. a battle that you don't know anything about. It's exactly. something like that. Yep. I'm kind of making that yeah, up, it's but fun. it's something <laughs> it's perfect. like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But it's, that. it's that when you see the person acting out, when you see the person drinking a lot, when you yeah. see the person angry, yeah. when you see, you know, like, yeah, yeah handle with care
0: well th- this has been awesome um and thank you for again thank you for visiting that um i i don't know what to, let me see we got we got a few minutes before you're going to have a visitor in your van down <laughs> by the river. <laughs> um so really quick before we get off uh, and i gosh we gotta do this again um maybe not record it i don't know but but let's do I this again that, <laughs> so um really quick you touched on the multi um Generational is it I say it right multi-generational yeah. housing can you tell us about that because i don't know that that some people know it, i myself included what does that mean what does it look like what what is that how is it because i know now last time i know you told me about it and now you're in yeah. it what, what's it like
1: uh, okay so multi-generational living i think it's a lot like other countries do this but like it's probably not as common in the united states Yes, maybe becoming more common, because I've been seeing a lot of builders starting to even build homes with the idea of it being multi generational, but it's pretty much just like what I just said, the grandparents, you know, they're in their 70s and 80s, are living with their children by choice.
0: Wow.
1: Um, You know, uh, in our 40s and 50s. And then we have our daughters, which are like their grandchildren, which are another generation. And then his, um, my husband's sister, who's a little bit older than, than him and her partner, um, you know, we modified a property, um, so that three families live on this beautiful property. It's right on a, a, a lake. It's so beautiful. Wow. Um, right tucked into downtown Raleigh. Um, and so the parents are below us and, I think a lot of us, our age,
0: yeah.
1: little genera- gen- generation Xers here, yeah. for those of us that still have their, our parents, I think a lot of people are starting to delve into caring for our parents and what yeah. is that gonna look like? And I know for a lot of my friends, they're in this like sandwiched thing where they still have kids at home yeah. And they're caring for their kids. And now with COVID, my Lord, yeah. caring for them full time. And then some of them, you know, a lot of people still have jobs in our age, full time yeah. jobs. Yeah. And then the parents are aging, you know, and it's a lot um, of pressure and stress for some of my friends because they are having to go to their house yeah. to check on them. They're having yeah. to take them groceries or whatever it is that they're taking them to the doctor's appointments, making sure that they're safe. So for us, we kind of decided as a family um, for a number of reasons, all three of us had big houses, big, nice places we were living. We were maintaining all these things within like five miles of each other. Um, his parents were aging and we all just kind of decided we wanted to take a step off of the hamster wheel of suburban life yeah. Yeah. and um, have a little more quality of time together. And really, it's been wonderful. Um, okay. We don't share any, like if you saw our house, the way yeah. it's built, we don't share any common spaces other than our outside um, backyard. Wow. Um, we each have our separate entrances. It's kind of like a, maybe a glorified townhouse in a way. Yeah. Everyone has yeah. their own entrance and they have huh. privacy. Um, but at the same time, you know, if my father in law comes home with groceries, my girls can run out and grab his groceries and take him downstairs for him so he doesn't trip going down the stairs in his flip-flops that he wears at age 88. Do you hear what I'm saying?
0: I do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> They're the worst. That's, you know, though but but uh, that's so cool because you're right. I mean, I think a lot of people some people are stuck between daycare and then adult daycare. Yeah, um, and they're yes. paying for both. Um, yes. that's really interesting. And then, you know, we just talked about it. You need those people to step in the gap whether it's a parent or a, a, a an in-law or uh, an aunt an uncle. Um, that's awesome that they're that, that you all can be separate but yet together, especially mm-hmm. in today's world. Like who knows what's mm-hmm. going to happen in November, good lord. But Oh um, man, seriously. <laughs> but uh, you want to
1: come down? You want to come down? We'll build you a, we'll build we'll build a, a Conrad suite
0: you could do that yeah well i'm okay. trying to get emma to go to, i'm trying to get emma to apply to north carolina they want I her but like, you know i mean it's chapel hill uh, you know can I'm you excited.
1: imagine how amazing that would be
0: <laughs> it would be pretty cool <laughs> it would be pretty cool uh, but I, I i think she's going to stay somewhat local or uh, is, is that a word Localer. local local or local more local <laughs> um yeah so all right I, I i teased this on facebook so we have to make sure we cover it who had bigger hair you or me in high school you know pretty I, sweet mullet
1: your mullet was rocking it man it
0: was pretty sweet
1: i have to ask you did you use hairspray on that
0: <laughs> it was spritz which is probably Sprint. why, like I do now, it was spritz. I didn't use the Aquanet. Yeah. And you said
1: little. On it.
0: Yes, it, and then it would dry the little. And you sprints. had to put
1: it under hot water.
0: <laughs> and it was like you push it down; it would be stuck. A lot of spritz, a lot of hair, a lot of uh, a hair dryer. Um, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. It was
1: a lot of work.
0: It was a lot of work and it wasn't worth
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cause you looked amazing, right? <laughs> like that picture, you know, it's funny. I showed my daughters today. I showed them that picture on uh, Instagram
0: <laughs> yeah. and I
1: said, this is my friend. Like this is who I'm going to talk to today. <laughs> and she looked, they looked and they're like, that's you. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you're just our mom. Like we forgot <laughs> that like you went to high school. Right. I was like, girls, you don't even know.
0: You don't even know the have of it. You don't even know. <laughs> That's right. Do they I was
1: part of the excess? last generation that had freedom. Yeah. You you don't know.
0: Right. We, we lived in the age of excess and it was awesome. In excess. In, ex, in excess. Right. I in excess. <laughs> I just could go to the concert. I just couldn't go to the
1: concert. We did.
0: Uh, who? It was you and Kara, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And who else? Didn't I buy four tickets? Or maybe it was two. I don't remember. I know you and Kara went and I couldn't go.
1: Who would have the fourth person then?
0: I thought there was four. Well, I know one of them wasn't me. It wasn't. I'm not bitter.
1: I'm
0: not bitter. I'm not bitter at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish you still had the t-shirt, I have to say.
0: I swear it might even be around this house somewhere. Oh. Uh,
1: That's a Smithsonian. That's like Smithsonian quality right there
0: you know, I just wanted people to think I went. That was all. I just wanted them to think so I went. That was concert.
1: music class. Wasn't that picture in music class?
0: Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think you were using a, a music stand and I'll include it in the post. And before I forget, um, so I'll include the, what we're talking about for those that have no idea. Um, I'll include it in the post so people can see what we're talking about. I think you were using a music stand and I clearly was not studying and it looks like you were hard at work studying, which is pretty typical of my high school <laughs> years. That's why I got a 13 of my ACT. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's what it is. Um, we but,
1: never would have survived being students today. What oh these no. kids go through today, we never would have made it.
0: No, especially with the social media and the phone. Uh, and um, and, and uh, my attention span is just not that long. And so it, yeah. would, it would have been brutal. But I'd love to go back one day and just walk the halls, you know, just yeah. I really would, um, and I actually need to get back just to drive around. My parents don't live there. My my dad doesn't live there anymore. And but I'd, I'd love to go go back and just drive around. No
1: Wouldn't it be fun to go to a Friday night football game?
0: Yes, yes, it would be so fun. And have you yeah. seen the new stadium since they built it? It's amazing.
1: I saw it online because um, did you went back to the to the um, what do you call it reunion? Right, one of them.
0: Yeah, the twenty five yeah. year. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I saw some pictures posted of the stadium, the stadium. I just,
0: I just did the Friday night thing or whatever it was. I didn't stay the weekend, um, yeah. but it was enough. It was so fun. It was so
1: fun. Yeah. Did you do a little of this?
0: I did. I might have, you know, the whole, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, th- this was so fun. I know you got somebody coming out here any minute. Um, yeah, she's probably again.
1: looking for me because I parked like really far from the entrance and she's probably <laughs> like wandering because, you know, these kids these days, They're not resilient like us. That's right. Like if you're not like right there, (laughs) they don't have a clue how to like troubleshoot it. Like walk just a few more steps. You'll figure figure it out. out. You'll figure figure it out. out.
0: That's right. Oh my Lord. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you for sitting in a van down by the river to record (laughs) this. Um, Thank you for um, you know your friendship um, to go back and and visit you know um, a tough a tough conversation and uh, and just and my dog's barking but uh, I love it i puppy <laughs> it's unscripted uh, you know anyway thank you just thank you for everything um, you know thank you for your outlook uh, like I said you your your daily walks the photos you take on Instagram so follow Vicky on at is it Rock On Living
1: rock on living
0: at rock on living what is yes. the blog site again
1: same thing rock on living
0: rock on living.com
1: yeah yeah rock on, rock on yeah.
0: living.com yeah. Great blog great family um just a ton of life and and so much joy and um oh one other thing thank you for the tickets to tecumseh to is that what is was that what yeah. We oh went
1: yeah, yeah 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 that's
0: right so, we had no idea so uh just to bring everybody up to speed because we have a lot of inside you know, jokes. Um, we were at OBX and your, your lovely family was going to come down and join us. And then your daughter had a bike accident and you guys couldn't make your tooth it.
1: right in half. Yep.
0: So you, you sent us tickets to uh, yes. something that you were, you were going to go see down in that outer banks area yes. um, called, I think it was Tecumseh, right?
1: The lost colony.
0: Yes. Yes. So cool. We, yeah. We had no idea what we were getting into and it ended up being awesome. So, <laughs> Here she comes. It's time. All right. Thank her you.
1: glasses are falling off because of the mask she has to wear. She's a mess right now. Right. And she well, had to walk a mile to get to me.
0: So long. So long. It's going awesome. to be We had to walk uphill backwards.
1: through. Thank you. No,
0: but whatever. They don't know. Whatever. I see her in they the They don't know. All right. All right. Thank you so much for everything. And um, thank you. We'll have to come, have you come on again and we'll talk 80s music.
1: Thank you, Erin. I right. love you and keep <laughs> doing what you're doing. Because it's in the story, man. That's what's going to make the difference in the world is yes. this.
0: Yes, absolutely. Talking. Absolutely. All okay. right. Thank you, Vicki. We'll talk soon. Bye. Okay.
1: Bye-bye.